What about the horses? They didn't have any speaking roles. Did you notice? Well, there was, they did intend for the horses to talk, but there was a flu going around, and they were a little hoarse. Come on. All right, we're done. <laughs> He's saying, we cultivate orchids, and she's like, it's a lovely hobby. And he goes, it's not a hobby, it's a necessity. I need what to a weird a thing to write. Orchid every right. day or I go mad. Right, or I go mad. <clears throat> and we oh, don't see that payoff. We're gonna... He's so evil, he has to eat orchids. He's not Fine. evil, he's Just a good guy. It. We have to go home. Fine. Put it in. How much are black orchids, anyway? Like, that's a habit. <laughs> now, uh, the street value is... I mean, there are dispensaries. Now, the... Oh, look at that. He got Bond during the filming of this. And King Fahad's brother-in-law was like, he's Bond. We want a new distribution deal. We want more money. Interesting. <coughs> There's all bummer. sorts of uninteresting history here that they created a company called Mystery Man Productions, and they obtained the rights in 86, and... Uh, I don't know. There, it's a whole thing about how this one went bankrupt and that one bought the distribution. I could go into it, but look, Mike. Here we Mike. are. Now here's RuPaul. RuPaul makes a little cameo. Wow, that's early. Ooh. You are my. You are my. That's not RuPaul. That was RuPaul. Is it really RuPaul? Why did they pick RuPaul out of all people? Well, I mean, she was available. Yeah. Okay, now, everybody knows that Brenda has a lead on where the professor is and this mystery engine. So now, all we know the... the Russians are after him, but it's going to turn out that this entire restaurant... So... Brenda's like, how did, he goes, what do these people want? And Basil's like, they want you. And he goes, how would they know that I was here? And then evil bad one reporter will show up. She published a story. Star goes to Brazil. <laughs> you know. That's neat. at a restaurant. Yeah. Breaking, breaking. Brenda's star leaves country. But now the artist will finally catch up with her. What is the artist going to say to her? Hey, Come funny back story. to the comic or I'll lose my job. That's he it? Wrote, That's the... He wrote himself into a, a pile of alligators. <laughs> <laughs> here he comes. I... Here he comes. Yeah, oh, I... I'm Does sorry, he... sir, but we are full. How did they all know I'd be here? Oh, there's the newspaper. <laughs> Endangers national security. Oh! And you oh, know that's an international, the international newspaper. It's the Globe. Like, who gives a shit? Other than spies. <laughs> Your daily newspaper. I heard my kids screaming. Sorry. No, no problem. That sign didn't work. <laughs> now... Basil thinks this is a rival love interest, and he's so confident that he doesn't even. There's he has no nervousness about this at all. 
Oh, yeah. Just takes her dancing. Yeah. Well, Brooke Shields is like, you again. I told you I want nothing to do with you. Out! Out! And that's what will be the whole, like, premise of their relationship in the beginning. Get lost, punk. One thing I have to say, Brenda Starr never went postmodern in the comic strip. She never, like, this never happened. And there's plenty of comic strips where this would happen, but it's just seems like go with the times, right? In, like, come a little 70s or come a little 80s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's he's contemporary. <laughs> Look, he, he goes... What? All my iced tea! Basil's like, you have to leave. And she goes, Brooke Shields goes, Basil, don't make a scene. So he's like, okay. And then she pours the thing, and he's like, don't make a scene, eh? He's been sangria. Oh, oh there's Tambor. How embarrassing. I love how she's in, she has the cigar all the time. You know, Jeffrey Tambor was on uh, Gilbert Gottfried's show, uh, and great reminiscing. And then at one point, like maybe 90 minutes of the interview, he goes, I, I have to apologize. And he starts talking, kind of talks about his experience with trans parents. Where uh-huh. he got what? Jeffrey Tambor oh. got accused for just being a like sexually harassing and just being an unpleasant on the set of Transparent. It was one of the reasons why the show wrapped up. That was and... one of the reasons why the show wrapped up. Well, they wrote they... him out, and then a show about him. They wrote him out of the series. Well, that's too <laughs> bad to hear because I only like I I would like to think only good things of this guy. He's made me laugh so many times. There is a reality to things. Um, he was in Justice for All, Mr. Mom, There's Something About Mary, you know, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, he was the mayor. The Ropers. You know, him, right. him and Brooke Shields were in the best uh, Larry Sanders episode. He was, he was a guest on Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. Marlene, Matlin, Marlene Matlin was also on the show, and Brooke Shields has a little antidote, and Marlene Matlin tells the story before she does. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, he was, of course, George Bluth in Arrested Development. He was great in that. And the brother, the twin brother. I watched him in Max Headroom just the other day. Ah. Yeah, he was a good sleazeball, right? He yeah. Really he, that character. he was the reporter, and, and, you know, with his sleeves rolled up and a tie. Oh, hello. Hello. Hold on, Mike, put your hand over your eyes. Tell me when the scene is over. I'm going to hold my breath. nudity coming up. Ooh, um, he was also the voice in SpongeBob SquarePants movie, and um, I guess I said enough about him. He—he's he, well, uh, like, an announcer the, it, for Hollywood Squares. That's interesting. He was the announcer, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, ah! Oh, it came out of the closet. A little too late. A little too late. Ah! It literally killed him. Now what we're going to find story? out. That our artist killed them to help Brenda. Is that true? Like, get out. And she looks fantastic. So let's see. If she was in Princeton, she's got to be between. You graduate college at 22, is it? So she's younger than 22. Yeah. He's all nervous because he has never attacked people, and you know, so he's. So now he, she is allowing him to take a hot bath and then get out, 
and she'll keep up that whole she'll now call down the to the front desk and say would you please remove two bodies from the hallway yes ma'am they're, they're not dead they're just conveniently passed out right well you hear a snoring from the one of them good job clap your hands like it's over with well, I knocked those two guys unconscious until they were sleeping and put them out on the balcony. I Clap wonder why I go to Puerto Rico instead of Brazil. Maybe because it's the United States and it was easier money. I, I don't know. It's just probably cheaper to shoot there. Yeah. This is so, so strange. This reminds me of Cool World. Cool World reminds me of Wardrobe. Logically, I couldn't afford enough wires. But I understand. What's your tambour story? So. Oh, you have a tambour, sir? Well, he, um, they were doing press for Arrested Development the last season, and it was tambour, the woman who played his wife, uh, Jessica, Jessica Walters. Jessica Walters and the two sons. Uh, the older Jason, and Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman and, and the other guy. And uh, she just starts crying and talking about what a jerk he was to her during the original series. And she just couldn't stop crying, and the other two guys didn't know what to do. And then he kept apologizing for being so awful to her. Wow, I would. I yeah. really want to like this guy, and it's getting tougher. Yeah, I know. It really was like, oh, he is a jerk. You know, one one thing I would recommend for for tambour heads is if you get the DVD copy of Miss Congeniality Two. Yes. He was in a scene they completely cut out and put in a different actor. Uh -huh. So, in the movie, like he meets somebody in I think in Atlantic City and uh, or whatever in Texas, and. Uh, who's kind of like hitting on her. And Tambor played the role, and in the deleted scene, he plays it like really kind of straight, serious, gummy. Like he's just like a nasty little guy. Like it was no humor in the role. It was really interesting. And then to hear the acquisition, accusations and then see that scene, it's a little iffy. Yeah, yeah. So it, if you ever want to go through your DVD collection, did I leave my DVD collection with you as well? No. Sorry, did I leave you my uh, collection of miscongeniality? Yeah. You have miscongeniality I have your old comics that you wrote, a lot of them. Maybe I, I used to photocopy them and send them to you. I, you did send them to me. Maybe I sent you the whole thing because I'm not sure where it is anymore. I have I have a collection of those. And I, th I believe you sent it to me. Oh, my God. I'd love to show okay. those to Rose. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Them. Now. They are getting on a ship where this captain. Okay, turn on the sound because this is pretty good. He goes, You're killing crazy. me. He goes, You're dying. <laughs> Music's great. This is why it's hard to work with. Yeah, it seems like this. You had this record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl has it now. Well, this was my high school prom song. <laughs> really, the theme for Brenda Starr? Uh, no, I, I got the record. Yeah, it was a Brenda Starr theme. Brenda uh, Superstar, that is what you are, a journalist. Uh huh. Take us to the docks, please. But this guy really wants to keep his his uh, cartoonist job, so he's not giving up so easy. It's such a strange premise. I agree. Like, he's the star, if you ask me. He's a cartoonist assistant who gets stuck in a cartoon. Uh, 
you know, he's not a good choice as a star and leading man. He just doesn't have that much charisma. And they will become romantically interested in each other, although it doesn't really go there. Right. I don't know. I don't think it was a good choice. I think, you know, Basil St. John was perfectly cast. I think the Russians are good. I think, I don't know. Tambor. He, well, yeah. Then, he was the cab driver was perfect, I think. Uh, but this guy um, obviously hasn't worked since, I guess. You got to feel bad for this guy because he's like a lead in a Brooke Shields movie with James Bond. Yeah. And yeah. they never release it, right? And he's just telling everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I worked with Brooke Shields. Sure you did. Sure you did. Uh, and it yeah. was pre-internet, so he couldn't show a clip or share a link. Oh, he yes. had that third-generation dub VCR uh, VHS. See? Hang yeah, on. He's like that's my name. Let me no track it. Hang on. Let me get the tracking. There's my name. Okay, so there is some uh, anti-woman stuff, and you'll just eat it up and say, see, the world is my worldview. So here we go, Mike. Okay. Um, this was <laughs> – where is it? Where is it? Because this, because uh, a woman saved her. Um, here it is. Although shed, set in Chicago, Brenda Starr Reporter was initially the only Chicago Tribune syndicate strip not to appear in the Chicago Tribune newspaper. She submitted the news strip to the Chicago Tribune News, New York News Syndicate, but the syndicate chief, Joseph Patterson, had tried a woman cartoonist once before and wanted no more of them. Fucking Kathy. <laughs> Wily female cartoonist. Patterson Ooh. assistant Molly Slot, later who would become the vice president of the syndicate, saw the discarded samples and encouraged Messick to make Brenda a reporter. So she went and said, make her a reporter. He really kind of mentored her. It had then, because of Patterson's effort, appeared in the Sunday comic book supplement rather than the daily paper. The strip huh. was an immediate success, a uh, mix of adventure, romance. It was popular with both men and women. By 45, five years later, it was syndicated and published daily. By 48, um, the Chicago Tribune finally carried it because Patterson had died. In 1950, it was in 250 papers. Wow. Okay, now. Ernest. Bad guy reporter knows that Brenda's off to find the, the engine and the fuel. So he's like, I want you to follow that boat. And he won't do it in, until she does something sexual. It was like offer her garter or something. Why don't we listen for a second? He looks like Ernest. Wouldn't he got He goes, okay, 150 and Oh, that's not her daughter. Yeah, she lifts up her dress. So I think the implication is she's going to sleep with him. No, she's giving her his underwear. But maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. A garter belt is not underwear. You think she would, she would a got more information? A garter belt is the, is the thing that keeps your pantyhose connected to 
What is a garter belt? It is, according to Urban Dictionary, a garter belt is. Oh God, geez, never mind. Reach over that. That's not no true. Nothing I read in Urban Dictionary is true. Yeah, that's all cap. Okay, so this captain is not the real captain. Once again, it's just another person trying to get taken to the mystery energy source. Now look, you'll see her notice her nails. Yeah, it's a file of. That's cute. I like this movie. And then she'll use it again. Here's the real captain. Holy mackerel! Oh, he's been uh, handcuffed. They tortured him, but he wouldn't tell her, well, you are going. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Hey, buddy, you got a little blood on your face yeah, right you there. Yeah, you got a little ketchup. No, she's been shanghaied on yeah. the city boat. Ow! A lot of people in there. Tighter than a submarine. This is me taking the ferry to Staten, from Staten Island every day. It almost oh, looks like the Lagoon of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. I was king of Staten Island back then. It was my idea to house the purge at Staten Island, the first purge on Staten Island. Oh, is that true? The first purge was Staten Island? If you watch the movie King of Staten Island, there's a really funny scene of them watching the purge movie. They're like, yeah, because <laughs> they're all from Staten Island. They're watching it. You know, I started watching that movie like, I'm not going to like this. And then I ended up really liking it. And I thought that Bill Burr was a good actor. He was uh, very good in that movie. Yeah, he, they, he, they did a good job. The reason yeah. I don't like that kind of film, because it's like, it's a personal journey. So it's like almost a little conceited. Like, it's all about me. It's my right. life and what happened. But I don't know. They played it well, and he wasn't. I like I like films where they do that, but the guy kind of is a scum. Like he's kind of a scum, and he yeah. kind of owns up to it. Uh, In the end, he certainly does, right? Yeah. You see the piranha. That's our big uh, threat. I was um, wondering why they were throwing out that perfectly good Costco meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like to get a hundred pounds of meat from Costco, please. You're not going to throw it into the Amazon for the piranhas to eat it. Yeah? Ed? So she is refusing to say where the energy source is because the freedom of the free world. Like, if the bad guys get it, they'll charge for oh. some crap. Yikes. Does she actually know where the location is? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about that. She's getting taken there. Basil He's not even joking. Him. He just got his arms around him. <laughs> oh! Oh, well, they're both gone. Now there's no real captain or fake captain. It's not been a single dad joke on this Disney cruise, uh, Jungle Cruise. I'm out of here. Did you ever watch the movie Jungle Cruise? No. The Rock tells, like, bad jokes like they do in Disneyland, and the, the people of the time go, oh, really? Ugh. <laughs> That's interesting. I guess. Yeah, I saw when it was called. Um, what's that movie? I can't think of it. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> oh, this, uh, the right. African Queen. Queen. Right. Yeah, I saw when it was called African Queen. Thank you. Oh, The Rock would be great with African Queen. He, he wasn't.
Where are they going to go? Now They're look, 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 look. This Wait, what about the piranhas? Do you remember? The... Right? What did you just say? Where are the piranhas? the piranhas? Are they on the other side of the boat? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make right? sense. It's yeah. in the no piranha zone. Would you like piranhas? Why are you no shooting at the piranhas? Will eat them. They're shooting the piranhas for her. They're but why kill the person you need the info from? That also doesn't make sense. Oh, I know. I hate that. Those oh, you want her alive? Ones. You see the smoke? Whoa. I Whoa. See the smoke. There's fire. White dress. Oh, white Jeez pants. Edge. Oh, Jesus. Like, you guys seen Tank Girl with Lori Perry? Ice tea. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know if I saw it, but I know what you're talking about. It's not a good movie, unfortunately, and it's based on a really popular comic book, which is still raging hard. But to fill up space, they had animated sequences, and it just seemed like they didn't have much of a movie, and they just filled it in. So I'm not a fan when they do that. Uh, Swamp Thing, they did that. Uh, Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk, mm -hmm. they show like a comic book flipping. Like yeah. the pages. Yeah. It was awkward back then. Now, a boa constrictor, like, doesn't do anything but choke you to death, right? It doesn't bite you. But we always see it in movies because it looks like it'll bite you. He won't, um, he won't choke you because he's too big. I worked at Turtleback Zoo, so I know all this stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. They won't choke humans because we're too big for them to eat. Don't they usually have, like, vitamins they want to sell to you to sell to your friends, and they have, like, a big pitch? Like, that's the worst part, getting captured. They're like, hang on, it's, I, you get a free lunch. But I <laughs> well, do they wrap around you, and then they're like, have you thought about our Lord and Savior? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Just kill me. <laughs> have you heard about QAnon? Just before this released, uh, and well, you know, it didn't in the end, but around in 87, late 87, because it was going to release then or early 89, Carrie Shields was up in an uproar because she's like, we need another 60 grand to edit this thing properly. And Brooke, her name is not, what, let me see what it was. Here it is. Brooke's name is not on the top and it's supposed to be according to our contract. Well, I tell you, there would be no Brooke Shields if it wasn't for Terry Shields, man. She was determined that her daughter was going to be a star, and she achieved that goal. Right, but her her daughter was how how young when she first came into public? Well, in when we saw her in Tilt, she must have been a preteen, yeah, or maybe or maybe like fourteen, I forget. And she was in commercials, and she was a model before that. She was one of the top models in, top the, models. in the country. She's probably one of the biggest models in the world, right? I mean, when you think of models, like mm -hmm. Brooke Shields is up there. She's up there, yeah. You know, one, one beef I have with Brooke Shields is her sitcom. <clears throat> yeah. Suddenly Susan. Uh-huh. Now, Caroline in the City, like, Kathy Griffin, right? Was she on Caroline in the City as a zany person? And then in Suddenly Susan, they had a red hair character who's zany named she Kathy? She was on Suddenly, Susan. I don't know about the history before that. Okay, so I think it might have been Caroline in the City. They had a red-haired character named Kathy, and it was an obvious rip of Kathy Griffin's character on uh -huh. the other sitcom. So I always get them mixed up. I think Kathy Griffin was also was she on that talk radio show? No, there she was might another have been. crazy redhead on that. Okay, different crazy yeah, yeah, redhead. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan was on that. 
Yeah, he was actor Joe Rogan. What future sitcom star was fired from that show and replaced by Joe Rogan? Andy Dick? No, fired no. like before the show even started. That's the first table read. Oh, I don't know. Ray Romano. Oh, interesting. Nah, we're going to go with Rogan. Sorry, Ray. He'll never hold the sitcom. Okay, now, they had to escape the boat. They were in the middle of nowhere, so they basically hitched a ride with a Brazilian circus troupe thing. Finally. And that's what's Amazing. going on right now. This was panned by critics. They scathing reviews. They hated it. I don't know whether I agree with them. I think it was supposed to be a goofy film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like the Rocketeer. Which which um uh James Bond was in the Rocketeer. Uh Dalton. He's a villain, wasn't he? Uh Dalton was in Flash Gordon, the Rocketeer, Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, he's so proud. He was in Hot Fuzz. He yeah, was? That was, oh, really, yeah. that was a really good movie. He played yeah, Brett Butler on a CBS miniseries in 94. It was the uh, sequel to Gone with the Wind. He he did uh, Doctor Who for a year. Um, but not as Doctor Who. No, he was Rastilon. He was a registered nurse what? Now, now today, Doctor Who and, and registered nurse what? <laughs> That's funny. Um, he, today he's still around. Now it ended in twenty one, and it's here we are in twenty three. But it was the chief of the DC Universe HBO Max superhero comedy drama Doom Patrol. Yeah, so can went, I say? Can I say? I've I, as a someone who tortures himself and watches every episode of that show. That show is really hard to watch. Uh-huh. And he's good in it. He plays Niles Cauldron, who's actually from the comic strip. You know, he's like an X-Men. He's Professor X. He's in a wheelchair. But basically, he steals these people's lives, experiments with them, and creates a failed superhero troupe. They, they kick them out. He always had a special appearances credit uh, during the series. He was always separate from the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the third season, he finally got written out of the show. I see. So he's yeah. gone. And that was 21. I also checked it out just because of this thing. And I liked his character in it. And he made like a – he took a person's brain and turned him into a – Robot, robot. Steel. Yeah, Cliff Steele. Cliff Steele. Robot uh, You said special appearance. Eddie Albert – Charles Durning, and I don't know who Henry Gibson is. Henry Gibson is from Laugh-In. Very well, interesting. He is in this, and he gets a special appearance credit. Eddie Albert, Charles Durning, Harry Gibson, and Ed Nielsen receive, Nelson receive special appearance credits instead of, like, real credits. Or, like, a with. Like, normally, if, it, if they yeah. got a big star in a movie who's kind of a supporting role, they'll say with, you know, uh, Charles Durning. And Toby McGuire. What are you being chased? Why are you going up? Oh, is he trying to save Brenda? Or <laughs> he just thinks these guys are scared of heights? <laughs> now, watch, watch. This is a pretty funny bit. You can't this is get him actually it. It's not. This is practical effects. Oh, this is, is funny. Why not just let the, bonk, bo- the bowling pins bonk you? Oh, it's funny. They don't see him? 
now, rude. Gen Y millennials, they, they don't give a shit. Yeah. If, if you watch carefully, and I got to tell you this right now, there's going to be a lot of boob jiggling. Okay. Yeah. So what? Look at Brooke on How the top. You? That's not. Those are guys. Well, no, we have Brooke, you, Brooke's up at the top. What about the special sound effects of this? Okay, here we go. Watch for boob jiggling. It's really good. There we go. Oh, uh, we might be past it. Rip. Whoa, the. <laughs> oh no. Hey, her cigar is busted. They must have been someone that said, "Give her the busted cigar." All right, put the busted cigar in your mouth. It busted when you fell. Now he's stuck. He's in the middle. Now this woman who plays the Russian lead, I looked up her credits and it's like indistinguishable. It's hardly I don't know, but she is one of the best. She does a really great performance in this movie. Again, this is her big star turn, and then look at her. Oh, nothing. Oh, a little romance. Aww. Aww. Well, it's there. It's I'm there. so happy those characters I'd never seen before found love. It, it's their yeah. truth, and they were having problems, and now they're everything worked out. Thank you, Brooks. Now they're starting to connect a little. Uh, keep your eyes on the road. Uh oh, and a little. Yeah, it's sort of like. I don't know why Basil doesn't get. Guess what's going to happen? We. This is why you should not drive in the Amazon. Uh huh. Wah wah. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Okay, so when is this warning going to happen? When do you need to give. We missed it, huh? What warning? The jiggle warning. No, it's way past it. She was at the top of that um, trapeze place, and um, that she was in this outfit, and she gets jostled around a lot, and her boobs really do a three-dimensional waveform. This is the fourth time you watched this movie, and your take after watching this movie. What's well? Okay, jiggle boob is coming up. Let's watch. Hold on, jiggle boob. Whoa, Michael. Hey. Oh, now look who comes. It's live rival love interest Basil St. John, you son of a bitch. He's arriving. Thanks for coming back. My girl is so in love Thanks with you. Nothing, dick. Okay, she has now switched outfits with a local. I don't know why. She just Let's likes go. to have outfit changes. It's so nice to watch Brooke Shields without Bob Hope showing up. <laughs> now we saw Brooke Shields with George Burns and I totally watched that movie with you Mike oh alright yeah you know what we've had this conversation before I always think it was just with uh, Pam and we watched Tilt yeah. and there wasn't oh you had just told me it was Speed uh, Zone yeah Speed Zone with Jamie Farr it was um, uh, Cannonball Run 3 essentially yeah it was Cannonball Run 3, right? They just yeah. changed the name last second. Yeah, they have Jamie Farr, the winner of the second one, show up now, as the winner of the third one. This leopard will go on to be owned by Mike Tyson. 
Really? And that's a big part of the film, yeah. So that tiger is fucking old, right? Well, that it's animal? a leopard. It's a leopard. leopard. And I'm lying, too, but it would be really old if it was true. You're lying? So he goes, do you uh... speak English? And they go, no, over there. Which is funny, because clearly they, they just spoke English. English. I don't know what happened to your friends in the earlier scenes. Uh, everyone stops drinking. Now, the bad guy reporter, you might know her face because she was in Mommy Dearest. She was the daughter. Wow, that's a big role. Yeah, that's a huge role. No wire like, service. <laughs> there he has a reporter. No yeah. wire service ever. That's funny. That's only for you, Mike. So now they're in the town where the professor should be. I'm looking Fine. for Professor Kreitzer. And everyone goes, huh? The parents like, what? Record scratch? What? Record scratch. Kreitzer, I hardly knew her. The bad guy was also in Pretty Baby with Brooke Shields. Oh, wow. Notorious. I don't think I've seen that one. No, I don't think I would ever see that movie. Well, uh, Pretty Baby's can... worth seeing because... Uh, um, What's her name from Taxi Driver? Um, Ray Lou Henner. And from Flight and from, you know, um, we saw her in uh, the Australian movie. Jody. Jody, Jody Foster. Foster is in it. Pretty Baby's worth seeing. Maybe I'm wrong about Brooke Shields being in that film. You know what? No, I, I think you're right. It. She was in a couple of creepy films. Well, she was in Blue Lagoon, right? Refresh my memory. Of course. Wait, yeah. I don't need to. That is her big hit. I mean, that is why we know her. More than pitched than modeling. Oh, it's the Calvin that was Klein very movie. cool. Uh, Brooke Shields, I did uh, a trivia. I shot a, So we're going to do a trivia question with you. We're, we're going to have you ask a question about yourself, about your history. And she's like, I probably won't remember it, but if, whatever you want me to do. And the question was, uh, who sang the theme song to my hit movie, Endless Love? Uh-huh. And when, as she read it for the first time on air, she just like lit up. And then she's like, Is it Barbara? Gave the answer. Lionel Richie and Donna Summer. Diana oh, Russ. Donna Summer. Yeah, Diana Russ, Diana Russ. Uh, that's a great song. The that's movie, a great song. Great song. I haven't it seen the movie. never ends, that song. Oh, come on. Endless chorus. <laughs> My endless chorus. <laughs> what about the never-ending story? That kid's movie, they made a sequel called The Never-Ending Story 2. That's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. But it shouldn't be, it'd just be like, but like we said. Guess who they've found now? Oh, the the guy from Einstein, the Einstein. Yeah, I was wondering. Not, Einstein not Albert Einstein. We're like what an hour forty into this movie. They finally get to the MacGuffin. He's just hanging opium. You know, this director is really unremarkable. Like, I don't know any of the movies he's made, uh, and. His, he's he's got no story on the biography of. He made Breaking Point, Any Wednesday, Sweet November, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Have you ever heard of any of these? I heard of them, but I never sat down and watched Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Big Truck and Sister Claire, the girl from Petrostroika. No, Petro, the 
Okay, he did the, a Walton wedding, the 95, the last Waltons. That's the only thing that's fun. Right, the, don't they marry each other in the Waltons? <laughs> Very Walton wedding. An inbred wedding. He's dead. And he is. He just oh, you don't up. need this eye, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in desperate need. Do you have an, check his wallet. Does he have an organ donor? <laughs> right. Dibs on his kidney. That's yeah. a terrible thing to say. Right. Where's my cell phone? How do I get out of here? I'm James Bond. Now look you how when he got the James Bond part, he's like, fuck this. Well, I'm... kind of. He got he found out that he was gonna be James Bond and he was like, Okay, come on, let's go, let's go, let's wrap this yeah. film up. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Broccoli yeah. needs me. I don't think his look James Bond movies were that popular. Found... The, the Secret. No, the second one, like, it really panned to be like a TV movie. It was Living Daylights. Uh, License to Kill, I think that was License the one that was. Kill, yeah. That was the one that was, like, Miami Vice. So she's got a little vial, and we learned that what he does is he puts that content of that vial into the water mixes it up and that's the fuel so all she's got to do is get back to civilization and have it analyzed they're not gonna there's no way they can get that <laughs> i love him hello he's like do you have a phone he goes of course we have a phone it's in guadalupe 20 oh, kilo yeah. kilometers kilometers Did you uh, hear the bird? Yeah. Uh, it says bye bye twice against look, his card. He doesn't oh, have a phone, a phone. Myrtle, get me bad guys. One now second. See, it was portable. What is up with this cartoonist? He's way out of over his head. In this. I think he's super drunk. Isn't that the joke? They have to super lift drunk? him out of the bar. And why has he got the sign the whole time? He has a sign. Well, he spins it around for money. He stands outside the strip mall where yep. uh, Puerto Verde is. Yes, mm. the sign this says Puerto wash. Verde. Now, I've been in Puerto Rico for work, and there is a Puerto Verde. So, are they being stupid, the filmmakers? I mean... No, it's just a name, I guess. Someone looked it up on an encyclopedia. This is before That's right, back uh, then they, they asked... Um, Remember the kid from the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials? Mm -hmm. Oh, with the glasses and the blonde hair? He's Stan Freeberg's kid. He, Stan Freeberg directed those. Stan Freeberg did Dragnet. He was like, you know, a madman type of uh, car, uh, humorist from the 50s. He was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World uh -huh. uh, as Ooh, one of the guys, one of the police officers. History of America, do you remember Stan Freeberg? Uh, St. George and the Dragon Net. We just, we're here to get the dragon, ma'am. Dun, 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 dun. Now, look, they're saving bad guy reporter from an alligator. What she doesn't know is really it was a chocodile. A chocodile from Hostess? Do don't you remember the Twinkie with the chocolate? With the chocodile? Yeah, they don't chocodile. bite. They don't bite. They get bit. They get bit. They get bit. Whoa. 
I think I had to stop eating Hostess after Choco Dials. I said, this is just too good of an idea. <laughs> yeah, Chocolate covered Twinkie, get the fuck out. Vial from Brooke, and they're going to capsize, of course. Oh, so it's going to mix with the water? You can lose the file? That would be a good... Well, you're out. That would be a good uh, premise, Mike, but, but that, no, that won't happen. You saw the movie Cabin Fever, right? It got into the water, and they got all fucked up. Oh, that's a great movie. Wait, is Cabin it? Fever, was that with um, a Eli- Get a Life guy? It might be. Eli Roth directed that movie, kind of came, became popular, but he plays a character in that movie that's so fucking funny. Ooh. He shows up as this hippie. Uh, it's just oh, I'm like thinking of Cabin Dalton. Boy. What's the name of it? Cabin, Cabin Fever. Fever. Cabin Fever. Okay. It's a scary horror movie. I had to fast forward through most of it. Oh, it's Should really I good. see it? Yeah, yeah, you should. Okay, now they're doing... Look, she's so good in this film. Yeah, she is funny. She's always got her cigar. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they lost their motivation. <laughs> oh, look out. Now look. Come on. She's so great. What's oh, my God. She's water skiing and crocodiles? Yeah, see you later. Crocodiles. After a while, alligator. <laughs> Have you ever heard the real song where that expression comes from? Yeah. It's pretty fun. Oh, my God. This is the craziest. Bonk. Bored to death. He was going to hit him with a stick or that paddle. It was either or. Amber's up. Wait, wait. Uh, See how he hit him with the paddle? He was going to hit him with the stick or the paddle. It was either or. Oh, come on. You heard me say or to death, I'll be here all week. Oh, please. I I did contribute or to death. I'm not leaving the show until I say it again. (laughs) Oh, no, don't do it. My cocaine. Brooke, you fucker. That was my coke. I was wrapped in the No, don't worry. She's got more. She's not necessarily. You know what's funny? Wait, uh, where's the cartoon? Okay, so this kind there. of doesn't make sense to me. There's fire in the water. Uh, how do you put it out? How do you put it out? How do you get away from fire in the water? Now, you see how they use the fuel to start that fire, but later in the movie we find out that the fuel is a fraud. So I don't get this movie. That's a fraud. Doesn't make sense. So they do get the, the the vial at the end. Yeah, well, she just poured it into the water. And mm-hmm. he's saying that that's fake. <laughs> oh, no. Double he's take. He's cutting this film. He's really good. Hey, <laughs> look. Gulp. Excuse me, guys. Nature gold. That's not very fancy. It's just, it's kind of plain. <laughs> I mean, you think because it lands on the water, it's fancy, but it's just. Well, it's he's bringing breakfast. It's a plain bagel. <laughs> it's a plain bagel. Those boats are cool because you can land on water. Who ever thought of that idea? Like we're having trouble with your boat, your plane design. Yeah, right. It's great. It gets it up in the air, but when it lands <laughs> in the water, it sinks. Wow, your boat can fly? 
Oh. Oh, what was that? That was a wipe. We rarely see that in this film. We see it like two or three times. You it's know like how a crocodile wipe. Yeah. Like the crocodile was eating the, 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 the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Bye -bye, Your Mike. boat can fly. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Really? That's James Manfield's car? Can I touch it? Okay, now what they're going to do, they're showing, just like the professor did in the film, that the gas is empty. And they're saying, see, it's just water. What are you doing? Whoa. Now here's the vial, which I don't understand why they don't bring it back and have it analyzed. Right, well, why waste was, it? Well, she did waste it. She threw it in the water, and now it's it's filled up again. <laughs> now, Timothy Dalton is, like, talking to him like they're stupid, and the artist is just rolling his eyes. This so, is, like, solid entertainment for everyone. They've never seen a, a car before. <laughs> yeah, forget it. This is more Rex Harrison, MD shit. I'm out of here. Funny how the gas tank is in the middle of it. And that's probably true. Oh, he finally hung up his sign. What for? I don't know. It represents. Hey, it works. Hey. Yay. Here we go. Try not to kill us and take our invention. Maybe I'm wrong about the fraud thing. I thought Charles During said that, and I've seen this several times. But, okay, anyway, you can see how powerful the fuel is. Yeah. Makes film go quicker. <laughs> boinga, boinga, oh, I'm missing boinga. the sound effects. Sound effects provided by Mel Blank. <laughs> oh, Rochester, I would like to ride my jalopy. Oh, All right, get Mel Brooks into the studio. Ooga. <laughs> uh, That's my Mel. Mel uh, Brenda Starr finally ended in 2011 as a comic. Um, That's crazy. They had gotten down to 65 newspapers only, and it wasn't profitable for the Chicago Tribune anymore. And, um, you know, the original uh, author, Dahlia, she had long ago retired by the time it uh, failed. She had complaints about the new authors, the new... She was like, it, it doesn't look, it isn't stylish like it used to. She used to do stuff like she would draw in like her nipple throwing, showing through the blouse, and then the censors would get an eraser. She I did love all that. sorts of stuff. It was canceled one time in Boston because she was smoking a polka dot cigar, and Boston didn't like a woman smoking a cigar. That's crazy. You know, I, I, I read up on, I'm a big fan of Beetle Bailey, and I read his book, Mark Dr mm. uh, Walker's book. And his editors would also remove uh, any kind of belly button or nipples. And he got so pissed off, he drew this beach scene. And the editors had a beetle belly belly button box where they would take out the <laughs> belly buttons and put it in there. Well, that was actually in this movie, and I didn't bring it up at the time. It was in the hotel room in Puerto Rico when he was taking a bath. She's yeah. like, what's that? What's that? And he goes, what? He goes, did you have an accident? What is that? 
goes, oh, it's a belly button. Everyone has one. Not everybody has one. They go, oh, well, you see the sensors. And then she explains. That's so interesting. That's actually in the movie? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, like, com comic strips, they have a legacy. They have uh, assistants. The assistants take over long after yes. the creator is retired or passed away. Uh, or the case of Peanuts, they keep them in, but as classic Peanuts. Mm. And also, I have to complain. Newspapers have long ago shrunk the, the comic strips into like this size and crammed them into one page. It's no yeah. longer two pages. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of complaints about the art and shit like that, but. Cheaper to. Okay, so now Libby is totally. Well, but she's becoming such a bad guy. She's trying to get the formula, tying them up and everything. Damn it. Freeze! Okay, come on. the gun living daylight. Yeah, right. <laughs> he licensed the. Would you like a view to a kill? <laughs> what are those Timothy Dalton Bond movies? He buys a carton of cigarettes. It's like this great scene where he places the carton of cigarettes down on the table. Um, He did two. He did The Living Daylights and License to Kill. Yeah. And I don't remember Living Daylights. Living Daylights is good. He plays him really angry and nasty, and there's a skiing scene. But Adam's right. The next movie he did, it was like a TV show. Now, he never married her, but he was in a serious long-term relationship with Vanessa Redgrave. Classy Uba, dude. Uba. And they were in two movies together. And check this out. I used to have a lot of respect for him, and then it says here he briefly dated Whoopi Goldberg. Look, good for well, Whoopi Goldberg. He obviously has a type. And as a regular <laughs> here, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> he obviously has a type now. <laughs> Female. Uh, figures, right? Vagina-wielding women. Now, this is supposed to be hilarious, and it doesn't really come off as so funny, but... Wipe! Wipe. What is that, like a curtain wipe? Oh, into a cartoon? Yeah. The Beetle Bailey? Black oh, Orchid. Black Orchid. So they get out, I guess. I guess they get out. Excuse me, honey. This is not very graceful. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, this is the, like, I love you and everything, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to like the writer. Yeah, he doesn't eat black orchids to survive. Yeah, <laughs> and his, the front of his, his crotch is not flat. Uh, right. Guys. He's got what you would call it, a penis? He yeah, does. Got, got it. An innie and an Audi, if you know what I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> He's got an Audi, all right. An innie now, and out. In and Audi. Originally, his face was malfunctioning, but then the, the software company issued a patch. Uh, I'll edit reject, that out. I reject it. I reject it. <laughs> the last time my name is not Adams. Why do you keep nicknaming me that? Look me, look deep in my eye. Taking this part out, we're not live or anything. You, they'll be watching the movie at this. Point. Yeah, they'll be watching the movie. Okay, back to cartoons, and you know, it's kind of like just reminding us that it is a cartoon. It's so late into the film. We're wrapping up now. We're, you know, Act Three really? has happened. Is this Sunday already? Or right. Monday strip? <laughs> 
Yeah, you would follow a story in a comic strip, and it would wrap up on a Tuesday, and a new story would start. Oh, my God. The the engine melts? Yeah, look what the engine did, the fuel did to the engine. Wait, there's no dialogue, or? Yeah, right. It's just music, right, Carl? I don't understand why. I think we might have chosen the wrong version to watch. Right, so you didn't notice this in the other 12 times you watched. Well, I was watching that other one. Remember the first one I told Yeah. Miracle fuel of fake! It isn't true that it's a fake. So now Libby's getting in lots of trouble. You promised me a scoop! I'm sorry we picked the wrong version. It's a fake. There's the door. Okay. <laughs> There's what? the window. There's a bus. <laughs> That's the window, yeah. That's a bird. Here. Here's your garbage can. What's your point? Oh, oh that star. Brenda Star. Yeah, well, I'll get drag. you in the sequel, Brenda. Oh, now, dude. Brenda will come through the door, and of course, just like always, she's just off a big story. Oh, yeah, Brenda. Hey. Every time she comes in, everyone's like, oh, but it's always deserved. It's like the beginning of the other guys when they celebrate Samuel Jackson and The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. You did great. Shut the fuck up. There's Charles again. What did she do exactly? She found the fuel, learned it was a fake. She she went for it. She got it. She found the professor. I don't know. Got a whole big story. Oh, oh I mean, the whole movie? Is that what you mean? But Libby spent a lot of newspaper money to steal the formula that turned out to be like sort of like a fraud. She broke the story that it was a fraud. Yeah. Yes. Uh, someone left their black orchid on my desk. Yeah, that's right. Oh, calling card of Basil St. John. This is my oh, calling card. It's a lunch date. I yeah. brought the lunch. Wait, this is silk. Wait, is he going to go back out? How does he get himself out? I... They're both going to go out together. What? It's Where the real it? world? He's going into the real world. Here he is. In yeah, just like real... that. There's his no, like, take on suit. me montage or anything like that i'll be there, there she is ooh, ooh, ooh. take on me <laughs> yeah that is like uh i was like what was who did i i forgot who sang that song but then uh-huh. I, I had my aha moment <laughs> sorry i slipped on that okay well, steve I poston wrote that joke steve poston wrote that joke. oh all right steve poston oh steve poston who you know is Postman. He's like a pun guy. Is there ever a stand-up comedian who is a pun guy? There is now. Uh, this yeah, is Wizard of Id. Wizard of Id. Wizard of Id. Yeah, how did he get that name? I was reading Freud at the time. Look at the sparkles. The spark- happens all the time. Hello. He's Brenda Starr. Now that would be in the comic strip. She'd have a little sparkle in her eye. Right, which makes sense in the comic strip. They they have to. Okay. Yeah, I'm drawing You're a picture a of me artist. drowning. And <laughs> That's my a... side, Porta Verde. It's a plane that's crashing right into me. Okay. Oh, so he's explaining what's happening. 
it's you, but you listen to everything I say. <laughs> but you're interested in me. This time. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't kiss your own creation. Right. Or, you get right? all over yourself. That's creepy. Oh. But it isn't his creation. He didn't write it. She was complaining. Why do you make my purses so little? He goes, I didn't invent you. I just draw you. So strange. And she's like, I, I like I, the outfits I wear, but it's not realistic from the income I make. Wait, it's all a dream dream? Not a dream. It's a spoiler alert. He drew her. So she is no longer in. She's back in the comic. With a black the orchid. orchid. Oh, he gives yeah. her the orchid so she can go back with the guy. That's nice. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Oh, until tomorrow. That's. That. Tribute Entertainment Company. Holy shit. It's Diane Scarward, Nestor Sarando, June Hebel, Johnny Short, Eddie Albert, Ed Nelson, Tom something. Professor Gerhard Monstro, Albert Einstein, Rex Henry. Pearson, Albert, this Ferris, is Albert Einstein's Joshua only speaking Sussman, role. Cindy what? Vecino, and Tiger. Adam is doing the Harry Nilsson sing the end credits. Bob song. Noble, Victor Paul, shall we yeah, handle these stunts? Bill Adam. Romano, Bob Adam Birkin, Bill. Adam, what you think of the movie, Brenda Starr? Hold on, I'm not doing my song. Harry got a Dean Morris, Jim. Executive in charge of production. Eaton, Gary Giatiz, Michael Tadras, David T. And the second director is Peter Merwin. Carl, what did you think of this? Peter Stein. I think that, I think that the bit at the end of the movie was a little tiresome, you know, the singing. But other than that, I really did enjoy this film. And it was nice to see Brooke Shields, like, in her prime. Yeah. She really was at the top of her game. Um, I like everything except it. the end credit theme song. Yeah, I don't know why it was so bad. It, it was decent. Was I think that's the best way to phrase it. It was definitely a decent movie. It just never blossomed, never came to be. I would watch no, it with my kids. Not, not again, but I mean, like, if that came on, you know, it's hard to find a good movie for to watch with a family. I don't think that was bad. I think that Jeffrey Tambor really did a great job. Uh, he was very funny. Um, I think that Lips was a very bad, a good bad guy, bad gal. And um, the only thing, I don't think that this uh, Peck was very charismatic. But other than that, I think everyone had the perfect role. It was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, and this is the first time I, I this is definitely a movie I've read about a hundred million times uh, because of its trouble production. But I've never seen it until now. And I, I'm yeah. glad I did. It was good. It was solid. You know what? It's a lot better than a lot of other cartoon movies that we get. It's no Black Adam, thank God. You know? <laughs> no offense, Adam. Uh, Adam, where can people find you or anything you'd like to promote? Uh, yes, proudlyresents.com. You can find the podcast, and the few episodes that are featured on the homepage have Michael in it, so that's good. Yeah. Um, you'll enjoy that. And then you can go uh, Proudly Resents on on the iTunes and or the Google Plays. And you can put in interviews or bad movie reviews and you'll get either one of those because I did both. And there's 
200 episodes, so it's really fun to listen to. Sounds, sounds great, and uh, unlike our show, his episodes are titled, and I'll tell you exactly uh-huh. what you're going to listen to. So not a go date. Ahead. Yeah. Not by date. No, no, not, not by date. Relevant date. Adam, we would love to have you back as a guest, which is a let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, it's my funny way of saying you're not going to be in the show. No, maybe no. next time. Well, next uh, week. Next, very... What's the next movie? Well, I would love to tell you, it is uh, starring Bill Paxton, right? Well, uh, the Vagrant. Yeah, we're going to watch The Vagrant. The Vagrant from 1992. Correct. All right, guys. I got to go. I got uh, my house is on fire. Oh, okay. okay. Well, you better t- attend to that fire. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Adam. Well. Whoa, he's gone. Thought he would never leave. This is produced by Mel Brooks, the vagrant. Produced, not yeah. directed. One of his Brooks films. All right. Uh, here's Carl to close us out. Uh, we thank you so much. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Stay tuned for Ugly Sundays, days at four o'clock. Really good music. They usually keep going until eight, fortunately. And uh, check us out on Mini Radio next week. Listen to Found Round Sound at noon. Us at two. Ugly Sundays at four. Donate to the station at Venmo Mini Radio. Check out their Discord channel. We'll be on it, watching our shows eventually. Maybe we have our own. If you don't want Mom and Dad Mini Radio, check out our Discord channel L W A F L M O Y T, or follow us on Facebook. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube. Carl, what a pleasure! Thank you so much. Thank Reason. you, Michael. It was really good. It was a good week. A good episode. Carl, take it away. Let's watch full movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit Listen Live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your 
uh, podcast uh-huh. or anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the, the browser, but you can just go to mutinyradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live or download our podcast. You can get the link there. You could also uh, donate. Hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating to via Patreon or at, through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube with mm-hmm. our audience. We mm-hmm. ask the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. At mixed same media. Time. We're we're reappropriating media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently, this movie is a real winner. <laughs> Uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week, we will be watching You Must Be Joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You Must Be Joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in You Must Be Joking, 1960. You Must Be Joking, 1965. Once you find that link, click it, hit pause. Move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? Yeah, so that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, you know, in the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and like bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were you know yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations, uh, and you know it was hard to get their attention. So I would just start the set off by yelling you know my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they they they'd look over and then I knew I had like about thirty seconds to hook them. Yeah, so it, was, <laughs> it was just by necessity, honestly. <laughs> It's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. And now people come to expect it. You, know, you can't let the people down. You cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that, like, I count you amongst, like, our clique. I mean, we've got common friends, right? We've got Luke Rothschild. We've got Anthony Quinn. I mean, these are Jersey, New York. Well, those two are New York, right? But y- why is it that you travel so far uh, to come here for comedy? Um, well, I just think, for, you know, everyone does comedy a little differently. For me personally, I, uh, I want to get in front of new places as much as possible, right? Because it's like Connecticut, where I'm from, not the biggest state. We have a, we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm-hmm. big. It's like the same 20 people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's, you know, that gets to be old pretty quick, and there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So... At a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. 
So if I could go to, you know, if I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut, that's not really enough to uh, try to get better, in my opinion. So it's, okay, I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes, over to, you know, the Hudson Valley, over to New York City. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world, so I might as well get out, try different things, and you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in yeah. new rooms. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've got, had a very good experience with going to new places. Now, way back when, it was pre-pandemic, a bunch of comedian, co Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you, would show up at the Reserve Club once or twice. And, and uh, some of those Connecticut comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in, in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic, I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life. And that's okay. You know, that's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I you know, haven't heard from them since. So you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay. Now, Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapper chats? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren comedy on Instagram. That's Chris Warren Comedy, uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there, so you can come find me mm -hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now, we just did a show together, right? Uh, we went down there, the the open mic. I, it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a day, bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you, and I. And it went horrible, I felt, right? Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up, yes? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it sucked. But, you know, that is, uh, as much as it'd be fun, right, to do mm -hmm. a real show in a real club every night, that's uh, not where we're at right now. <laughs> so you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again. And uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a night, perfect yeah. example. This, uh, we were at this little dive bar in New Jersey. <laughs> Raritan. Uh, Raritan, New Jersey, Mike. Raritan, New Jersey. And uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game. <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to you know, their local watering hole, and we invaded, and, uh, but it, it toughens you up, it, it, it was still, you know, and you worked the crowd, I really didn't hear, I heard material towards the end, but you knew, you read the room, and you started with your intro, and you, and you worked the crowd, I thought that was very, very uh, clever, I didn't do that. I, I appreciate that, Carl, yeah, it's just, um, I've done comedy in so many weird places, like, you know, that's just you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they 
didn't give me very kind answers to my attempt to crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. Okay, now, out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren Comedy. Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, will do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remote. Three, two, one, play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it um, will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes. Yeah, simply movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. he did to us. Well, Dude, at least you brought us. That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly and in the opening right. credits. You know, and then this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right. You do. These you are all. Our show. Oh, really? Was, there's uh, the butler from Training Places. I recognize yeah, Dennis Elliott. Yeah, saw him on our show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right. Special They're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, us. now introducing. These credits are going crazy. Oh, and guest star. We have yeah, a guest, he's star, not a guest introduction. star. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing. Right. Yeah, uh, then guest it's star. Very British. Is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety special? And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the 30s, but. People would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TVs. Mm-hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television for color television shows in black and white. They just figured either way it's going to reach the audience. Why pay in color? Are, are these the actual people you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director, and he came up with this idea, this story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. He would go on to do Death Wish, and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by mm -hmm. 2014. He wasn't introduced, but a lot of people have a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was. Uh -huh. uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And That's I good. I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic and he has a lot of Me Too like charges. Paper, right. Yeah. He was a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, he was on TV a lot and he would go on talk shows and be snobby. Okay, <laughs> so this uh, general just showed up who says is a special guest. He's not. And he's like, you there! <laughs> What's the man I was promised? Begging your pardon, sir? Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's all Is that, on. Are you it, doing your Terry Thomas impersonation? Yeah, he showed up to pick up. Right now, he's like, oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your, your car, you know, meeting of the minds. <laughs> he, re he reminds, yeah, he's great. And he it's was in. Yeah, precisely. It's for 1,600 hours. Is now 1,620 hours. 
he he reminds me of uh uh well I, I'll, I'll say once the plot line is revealed but there's a John uh, Cleese movie with a scavenger hunt, and John right. Cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions, and he does it, you know, in a normal Terry Thomas esque manner. Right, right. Now this guy Terry Thomas was he he's throughout the whole thing. He was the English character actor. You know him well. You see the gap in his teeth. He was in sure. Mad Mad World. Right, right. Which was like two years ago from this movie, like sixty three. Now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is like uh, – Colombians fisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. <clears throat> right. What a winner. Okay. You know, so I can. Uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script. Agreed to make it as the deal you had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Carlin play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. Ooh, so meow. 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 Goodness. Uh, Sit up maybe, in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilt shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's helter helter out there man that's one great thing about cocktails are the garnishes like you can get the pickled cauliflower with your you can finger. Do... yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of my hey. bloody berries with yeah. olives deep in the goo <laughs> i have to use my finger hey well, can you give me a celery so i can get the carrot the olives out thanks hello i'm fitzroy tabasco Tabasco. Now, these guys aren't supposed to recognize everybody, right? Like, this is well, one of the... you certainly recognize Denim, and no, you're not. If you were English, yes, you'd know him. Right. All. Like, the, if we were watching... Him, he was in Dick Van Dyke. Um, he was in our movie in um, The Prisoner of Zenda. Right, that's right. Oh, right, he was in Prisoner of Zenda, the, the Scottish guy here. Yeah, and Mary... Yeah. Was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I, I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and cars got that bang bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You can't crank out movies for children year after year. Are you going to come up with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? How about we just <laughs> stop? The kids have plenty of movies. Just reissue them. Save money. Near, far, in a motor car. I'm not sure what that is from. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, right. Okay. I All I remember is... Uh, what, Chitty Chitty guess, Bang Bang, we love you. Chitty Chitty Near, Bang Bang, we love you. When Near, I saw as a kid, far, in a motor car. Oh, that's the next line. Bang, we love you. 
the kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw. And then I'm oh, like, really? whoa, I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's but happening? I was fooled by that movie, and it was all colorful, and then it fucking blew. Right, but it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm time. sure it won't hold up for me. And I was just a little kid. Right. In fact, you, I, I like it because I was like, I have a good man. I love those few lyrics from that song. So what are they, they're planning, so this is the plot. They they hired they got all these military guys from different countries or what have you. Yeah. Are they like all like army or navy or they're all the branches. And then you got the my fair lady guy up there, the general, being yeah. like this is the age of nuclear war. However, I'm sure you would agree that there wouldn't be a scrape on the ground or two. So like the idea is, you know, how do we test you? Uh, your medal as a soldier. So what they're going to do is pretend that there was a nuclear bomb, the country is devastated, they have to go out with a list of six scavenger hunt type things to put into a, like a time capsule and be buried forever to preserve England. Oh, like a bag of uh, crisps? <laughs> yes. Because one of them is like duck. Like uh, in many English houses, they have these ceramic ducks hanging on the wall. Oh, that's okay. great. So I would get you know, a Billy Bass space. <laughs> right? No, you know the hood ornament on the Rolls Royce? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Oh, like the BC Boys. Remember the uh, people in England were like stealing the Volkswagen uh, logo yeah. from the cars because they could dress like the 1987's BC Boys? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... You, they also, one of them is a lock of hair and an autograph from this French porn singer named Sylvia Tarnett. Now, why is that English? I don't know. Well, we saw a lot of, like, we like to watch movies from England during the 60s, especially, like, the swinging, yeah. you know, London scene and yeah. the sex comedy. So maybe that's that angle. The greatest but, thing for me about this film is all the accents. Which we're not going to listen to for the most part. Right. So they're, they're, he's saying, like, if there's a nuclear bomb, we want to see you guys collect items for a time capsule to see how you would survive and just resor how resourceful you are. Yeah. Now, it's a stupid premise because they're going to go out there into the real world, not a nuclear war world, and they're basically going to go get the stuff. It is a scavenger hunt. It doesn't make sense. And then they win something, whoever gets the scavenger. So yeah, this is they, like, get a, they get a, um, a a trip around the world with a partner, and they also get, like, promises of promotion, promotion, promotion. It, it's never defined. So this is like it's a mad, 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 mad world with yeah. Terry Thomas from two years ago, but this yeah. time it's different comedians, British comedians. Well, it's England. It's so England. So this is like rat race. This is what I'm talking about. Like John Cleese gave the instructions of what you need to do to win the game. Uh -huh. And you know, the one fun one of the great moments of that movie, he goes, Go. And then like looking at it, I go, Go. And he goes, What do you mean? <laughs> that was good. That was a good stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have to see that again. Well, I saw that in the theater in ninety nine, like a you know, best movie year ever, but 
I recently showed that to my kid thinking like, I kind of like this comedy. Maybe this is like a modern day mad, 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 mad world. And there's a scene where this woman catches her husband having an affair in a jacuzzi and she's overhead in the helicopter. So she lowers the helicopter to break open the uh, above ground jacuzzi, outdoor jacuzzi. And my kid was like, eh, it's what's so funny with all this destruction? I was like, oh, how great. <laughs> You know? Didn't hold up. No, it didn't hold up. Didn't know why. In a way. In a disappointing way. Yeah, like it's, didn't see the comedy. Like, uh, what was so funny with destruction? Like, you know, dumb slapstick. Because the movie was a lot of destruction. Uh, some good. I love slapstick. I just do. I Look, do you know it's fake. You know it's a presentation to, and it's called entertainment. You know it's pretend on TV. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if you sit there and think, I don't know, there is empathy though. Well, I don't know. I just believe that nobody's really getting hurt. Like it's all fake. So, right, and not only that, like when there's chaos, like things get destroyed in car chases, it's more action for me uh -huh. than like. Haha, ha, comedy, but it's funny action. So therefore, it falls under comedy, right? And, you know the rhythm of it. Like a fight always has like great choreography in a movie, and you have that visual kick of it, and that's the fun of the movies. So if a car smashes into a fruit basket, a fruit stand, yeah. When a guy who gets shot falls gracefully, you know it's a movie, right? But, you know, when Smokey drives his car through a, uh, a plate glass window that two people are carrying, it's funny, I guess. <laughs> All right. Children. Okay. Enjoy the corn maze. Watch out for the children in the corn. Right. Now, our upperclassman, you know, Elliot Dellum. Yeah. De Denholm Elliot. Of course, he's sitting his ass on the bench. He's already, you know, making preparations and arrangements for his people to get him out of there. There's a, I love how there's a bench in the maze. It's the That's, center. Oh, so it's not like a cheat, like if I pass by the park bench. <laughs> I guess it is the center. Yeah. I read a history of mazes, like in how these, these corn mazes are made. And mm -hmm. they're mostly made to get tourists, you know? Yeah, I know. It's a maze. <sighs> yeah, well, you know what? You, it, you do get lost in it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's you can't go backwards, you know. It's not no. a, it's not a in the newspaper. Well, I was like, I want to start from finish and go, you know, trace my finger. I'm like, no, sir. I would never do one of these mazes in the winter, if it was lightly snowing just a little bit, because I would be in the shining. That's right. It get a little spooky. I yeah, love the slapstick. Really spooky. Now you're talking about slapstick where nobody gets hurt. He just yeah. pole vaulted. He pole vaulted. He said. For Scotland, he pole vaulted. What is that? And he smashed through a greenhouse. And then he started reprimanding the guy who was like, "What the fuck?" He was like, "Stand up straight, soldier." You know, and stuff. It's so English. Oh my goodness. So our Elliot Dellum, our aristocrat, has right. now given orders to like a soldier. Deliver this for me, chop chop. Straight away by private messenger, right? So, United States government guy just did it. 
we've been in these movies of England before. Like it's about class, right? So that's the comedy is these different people, different classes trying to escape a corn maze. Yes. That comedy and the different branches, they contrast each other, you know? The American sticks out like a sore thumb. When you're listening to them, you think you're this, you're watching like uh, I Dream of Genie's, um, I don't know, he's just so American of the day. This is 65, so it's like setting up for, I don't know, I guess this guy didn't hit in the end, right? So the note reached the person, they brought a fucking chopper. I love it. Now everyone wants that chopper. Right. And everyone's going to get it. And they don't, well, you know what, that's it. Fuck for one person. Wow, look at this. So is this funny, this image? They have a real people dangling? Do you, you know, that has a crazy music, probably, or... I don't know, I do find it funny. It's a spectacle. I like seeing movies, and if there's going to be explosions and car crashes, sometimes, you know, it's supposed to be funny. It's a funny premise. This is a funny premise. It's just not like a chortle. I don't know. It's, it's like weird. you're going into a pretend place for entertainment value. So it's right. like, you know it's a fake movie. Even if it was a nuclear explosion, you know it's a fake movie. So you can, okay, watch how they get hit by the trees. And the director kind of cheated us or the cinematographer. Oh, they're on a human fox hunt? Ooh, this is like the hunt. Right. Yeah. Now, they're giving everyone a mile. You can't be within one mile of this base starting, you know, with, uh, in one hour. So now these guys are just scrambling to get off base. So they both got bonked <laughs> off the chopper. They all got bonked off the chopper into the woods. Now, this scavenger hunt, do they have to pick the items in a particular order? Or can they do? Except for one. There's one they're going to be asked to get that they don't know about yet. They're all supposed to go to this hoity-toity organization thing uh, and ask for a message. Um, I, have more, I have more questions regarding their scavenger hunt. Do okay. you have to know the bride to be part of this uh, scavenger hunt at no. the, the bachelorette party? <laughs> no, you don't have to know the bride. So this is not I a bachelorette party. Something borrowed. Okay. Now, do you really have to be like, are you from the city, man? Like, do you have to be a native? You have to be born in San Francisco, and the clues are like, this place has a picture of something on the second floor. And you're like, oh, that's Ireland's 32, obviously. <laughs> Anyone from the city would know that. Like, is it an obscure city hunting? No, it's all British stuff. Gotcha. Have you done a scavenger When was the last time you did a scavenger hunt? Uh, like when I was, you know, like a teenage, early 20s. I don't know. Did you do one for your children? Like, hey, kid, we have a family activity. Uh, probably. I don't yeah. have a memory of a scavenger hunt. I always thought it was kind of like busy work. You know, I think it's fun when you when you try to find things in the city, like, uh, or your your neighborhood, like just little details, and you'd be like, uh -huh. oh, of course, or like you know, it's it's kind of clever. Uh, our man, my our man Godfrey, my man Godfrey mm -hmm. was uh, like a 1940s uh, screwball okay, comedy. Okay, we're gonna have to interrupt, right? Okay. Right now, a real fox hunt is fucking up the army. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Beth. Oh well, so 
they they have a scavenger hunt, and one of the items they they have to find the upper class is a homeless man, uh-huh. and they find this guy, and he stays on as their butler, and it winds up that you know his life was ruined, but he had a a history of his own, and uh, but it was just funny that like you know these it was so like the hoity toity during the depression were like uh, yeah the scavenger hunt was to find a, a bum as in the parlance right that's so robber baron yeah. The old British gag. Is he gonna like stop drinking or something? This is uh, great, no, Carl. I know exactly why you thought that. Yeah, like usually James Bond drives by and the guys are drinking and fishing, and then when he he drives by his car in the water, he like throws the bottle in the water. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. This guy's in a wetsuit. Have you ever walked in a wetsuit? It's fucking painful. Ooh, nice yeah. uh, jagged swipe. Okay, now this is the guy who didn't get picked up by the chopper, and his joke the whole time will be... He's digging uh, a hole? Right, and he'll get caught. So you have to be one mile away from the base, okay? So our American has done that. Now he's in the process of stealing clothes to get dry. I always like it when they hang up their sheets. It's like a dressing room. Yeah, now he's got oh. a little BB pellet, you know. Yeah, blow, the British blow gun is that what it's called? It's BBB British BB gun. Oh, I yeah, I remember BBB one. BB. Yeah, right. That's really played. Well, you would say you would announce it. You would say this is BBB one. <laughs> Our broadcast day. This is. <laughs> Service be based. Well, that's more like a radio guy. Oh, the old room. Who's he is calling his girlfriend, okay? Uh-huh. Who is really nice. Uh, and she's helpful and great. Now, he's not supposed to have any help, but none of them follow the rules. So no, well, this is seems like very arbitrary. Well, she's going to be a player in the whole thing. Whoa, look at this. Whoa, look at her go. Who can turn the world on with this? <laughs> wow. Oh, no, is she driving? This is 1965. Okay, the car's so, trying to pass her. Right. Her comedic joke throughout the whole movie is she just fucking obliviously has crashes and threatens lives. And, you know, she's a nuisance. She barks the wrong places. Jesus, talk about nostalgia. I can't even think of a good woman's driver joke. Look at that. Look at what uh, you just did. Jesus Christ. No, I'm being American there. Right. Jiminy Cricket. Okay, listen. One of the things on the list is an English rose. Now, it's called the, like, their royalty snooty name. So they think it's a person. So oh. he's there to look up. The, he's, yeah, um, he's looking. <laughs> the skirt of... No, to look up the name of this royal person. He's at the library. Yeah, he's at the library. Now, this is the mom he stole the pants from. He doesn't know it. Really? Yeah. This is a small town. But the fucking kid knows it. Hello, I'm an innocent, dummy American. Yes, well, I am pompous. Hey, I'm looking for a book. 
I think he fits this picture fine. I don't know why the director needs to shit on this guy. He's not he's not trying to hitch a star off this movie. Maybe it's right. the movie's fault it didn't launch his fucking career. Yeah, yeah. You know, because people continue to act. You know, he doesn't have to you know, he doesn't have to you got a bunch of like this the all star cast and they put an unknown in there, big deal. Yeah. They're just really pissed big. that it was American, you know, that they were trying to go for an American audience. Pander to an American audience. You know, this is really quite funny, his condescension, if you ever get to see this movie without us. Sure. So now the mom's, you know, she goes, take off those pants. What? And he goes, I have that effect on women. I just can't explain it. <laughs> American. Those are my husband's clothes. This is sort of coincidence. Ooh, now, see, I can't do that. I can't jump into a car like that. Well, you're not, I mean, we're not 20, maybe he's 31. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting like, what is oh, that? Oh, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not you saying that I'm old. Say I just don't want to be in a car with a woman driving. <laughs> Goodness, Michael, I'm shocked. Look, look at her, she can't how, drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, it's fake in a movie, it's a comedic point, and it's an of an age in which they weren't sensitive to stereotypes. So, shame on them, and let's enjoy. <laughs> well, get a Rolls Royce. Oh, so they're going to steal the hood of the Rolls Royce at the dealership? Well, yeah, you see, the guy who's trying to buy here, he's, uh, where is he? Ah, there he is. His name is Lee Montague. You might have seen him in Space 1999. Nope. Uh, he was that in that miniseries called Holocaust in 78. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like those roots and then it was Holocaust. Yeah, he's Staff Sergeant Mansfield. And so his comedic thing throughout is he's going to get everything he needs. He's going to buy it, but he's going to use Army requisition forms. You know, that's like a you can invoice the Army. Oh, so, so buying the hood ornament. He should just buy everything else, right? Call it a day. Go that's what he will do. That will be his community. He goes, I don't think that's quite right, Guild, sir. That's better than money, I tell you. He just cheats. He just buys his way. Well, I don't know. He is the uh, staff sergeant. Okay, right. so it is in his power to, like, no administration, which means like expense reports and shit. There's, and there's a sense of urgency. Do they have to complete this? Be well, the yeah, two days, 48 hours. Huh. Oh, I like this arboreum. Well, this is where they're going to find that snooty named. We'll get some like I'm shocked nun jokes, you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to pass. I want none of that. <laughs> We've said that joke too much. I, what? None more. None, none more. Both the raven. We none said that. More. So we said uh, that joke. I think we said yeah, none of them. Lady McDonough. Lady McDonough. Lady Frances McDonough. That's what it was. I think. I I think I would hope it's a federal crime to steal plants from an arboreum. That arboreum mm -hmm. should be like part of a federal protected 
Yeah. There ought to be a law. Don't you think there is, Mike? Of course. You can't do what he just did. You're no, under- I suppose not. Look, someone took it from before us. Yeah. Hello, we're going to pretend it lie and stuff. We're Americans. Can you explain what these things are? Oh, she's, flowers. He's so English, but he's oh, American. Yeah, yeah, he's so English. It's, Goodness, it's so hot in here. I'll have to take off all of my clothes. And that's going. Arboreums do get. It does get hot in arboreums. You know, a lot of yeah. it's natural lighting. It was built, you know, in the 1800s or something before electricity. For more information about the Arboretum, <laughs> visit the Arboretum Welcome Library. to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Hello. This, oh. this is our Arboretum. I didn't see you come in. I'm churning butter, which was common at the time. <laughs> I mean, it's common in my time is what I meant to say. I need this job. You know, in Colonial Williamsburg, I am the butter churner. But I'm on my break. I'm Mike, and I'm on my phone. <laughs> Okay, so God. she's doing the, she wants the rose. So she's doing this ruse. This is all in the service of her American boyfriend, by the way. I got to bring that up to the end of the film, okay? Okay, so she's doing it for her love of her life. So they're going to they're gonna win the prize and go off together. I got you. So he, he has like run up to him going, Oh, Leo, it's wonderful to see you, Leo. And kiss, 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 kiss. Then he goes, Madam, please contain yourself. And she goes, oh, it's me. It's my eyes. You're not him at all, are you? He's like, what can I ever do to make it up to you? Let me give you a ride into London. That's quite right of you. Here we what go. What is Laurie? What's your story, Morning Glory? Uh, Laurie? You know, it rolls through with that. White. They must. They must have. The swipe. These swipes are so obnoxious. Not since oh, Star okay. Wars have been so self-conscious. There's like jagged swipes, and there's like a. Uh, we hate Caddyshack. Terrible movie. <laughs> Why is he busted? He just escaped. Okay. What, the, he, what did he escape from? He was within one mile. That's of... ridiculous. Yeah, but the MP doesn't know that. That's bullshit. So they, yes, the MP does know that. So they, they put him back into the maze. Oh, this guy will never leave. Right, and that's going to be his whole joke. So here's Denim. So he's rich, right? So he's got himself right, a so brother. He's, right, he's gone yeah. back to his hotel. Or he's either getting a hotel or this is a place he resides at often. Darling, how are you? Look what? at that little dog. <laughs> little dog. He hugs him while holding me a little dog around him. So cute. How much do you think that little dog would be? That's a pretty pretty high-end dog, right? <laughs> a pure breed. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Probably yeah. like, I don't know, today, maybe $4,000. Damn. If you, with all his shots and his papers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> do you like my hair? I do. I say I do. Okay, basically now, what, what, what Elliot Denham is doing is he's having everyone around him go fetch him things, right? Oh, so he, he great. Yeah, of course. 
So he's because like, he go bring me the hood ornament of the Rolls Royce, of your father's Rolls Royce. And she's like, oh, but I'm starving. Can't we eat first? This will only take you but 30 minutes. Uh, but <laughs> an hour past. <laughs> I because love it. I have some things for you to arrange. You can count on me, sir. Go get these ducks. All right, all right. So it's the flower is the Lady Macbeth. It is yes. the uh, the duck, right? Yeah, that's what uh, like a decoy duck, right? It's uh, the Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. And it's, then check this one out. It's an electric hare, a rabbit from a greyhound race. Oh, cool! Yeah, it is the lock of hair and the autograph of a French pop singer, and then it's another item they don't know yet. Well, you know, the director wasn't allowed at the racetrack because uh, they were nervous. He was—he was a born winner. <laughs> That's right. You—you you cannot. Your your money's no good here, sir. Yeah, I think I said that backwards. Can I help you? Yes, I'm Mr. Winner. Well, aren't you cocky? Well, the house will not honor your request, sir. <laughs> now, please allow the next patron. Please step aside for paying customers. You know, I prefer director director Michael Loser more to my heart. <laughs> you know, I I don't use high definition film like all my friends insist on it. I think it's you know they're they're so like fucking stoned and fucked up. You know, everything's out of focus. I work uh -huh. with definition film now. Love it. Give me a second. I will not work with high definition film. Don't even get me started on tweaking definition. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, the, oh, the worst is way too high definition films because right. you, they're not focused and uh, you, they lose the plot and like they switch stories. It's just you know, making Jessica. Uh oh, okay, oh Scotsman's washing. She has lured him into like her relative's apartment in the city. She's got him to take a shower, and now she's nicking. She's nicking. She's stealing the rose. Now we'll get some. Oh, we didn't get like a bad driving joke. She's driven away with it. These are the the relatives who are arriving home. I was going to say, like, they just left this. Literally, this guy is hanging. They left this guy hanging. See, he's hanging right now, his balls. <laughs> now, look, you see those ducks? Yeah. I don't know. Somehow those aren't the ducks that the rest of the people go for. But they're English ducks. They're traditional. They're ceramic. Those look like bathroom tiles. I'll show you what I mean later. I love it. They go in. There's the Scotsman showering in their house. And so if it's common, then that's the easiest item in the, the scavenger hunt. Now, what he's saying right now is, I've brought me me squatters, right? <laughs> no, he's not. He's embarrassed, and he's mad at uh, the girlfriend. Right. Annabella. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash? Anna Nash? <laughs> I, a Nash? No. Nash. no. She, look, she was only in that Bond spoof, that Casino Royale. In yeah, let's not, talk about, let's not talk about that movie. Yeah, why? I got other ones in that movie. All right. No, go ahead. I, I want to hear the other ones. Why? We're not talking about it. It's a really hard movie to sit through. Yeah, I know. I, I never finished it. Myself. I don't know. I have no memory of it anymore because 
I finished it. I said, listen, I, I've been watching this half-ass for 25 years. I'm just going to watch it all the way through. And I went, what, what a waste of my life. <laughs> like, I did it, right? It has a good theme song, at least. It was multiple directors directing Casino Royale as a parody yeah. of James Bond. With different people, of course, Woody Allen playing Jimmy Bond, his cousin. I don't. I see. I remember. I tell you, I've seen that film, uh, but I must have quit on it because I don't have. Yeah, no, I know uh, he was in it. Well, it was also Orson Welles and John Huston. It was like every like pop sixties kind of jokey. It was the uh, you must be joking of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was two I years mean, later. I must have just dismissed it. Uh, even though I might have seen it, I don't know. That's how bad it sucked, I guess. It's really hard. And when they actually did the Daniel Craig version, I was like, took me, I said, I'm not going to watch it. And then when I saw <laughs> it, <laughs> I was relieved, you know. Okay, so he's got this ploy that he's with the, uh, uh, what was that Kennedy organization where he, the kids would go... Uh, Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. He's got this scam going where he's in the Peace Corps and he's collecting stuff. And, you know, even these ducks, because they sell them for money. Anyway, he luckily opened up the door on a sexy one. Right. Like, why don't you come inside? Mm -hmm. You know, like. He's very sexy. Leave it out. Yeah. He's got a lower class accent like that. But she's got the ducks on her wall. That's what he's here for. You see him? Yeah, I see it. Nice view. Yeah. First time I ever saw him, I was quacking up. So he saw the married, uh, that she's married. Yes, just now. (laughs) Amazing. I love that dress. Lingerie dress. It's corset. Your work must be very interesting, I. He's core. What? What? Uh, Darling, I innocently popped over to take you to lunch. (laughs) Oh, is it like, oh, not again, dear? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. You've seen this movie and this scene. I did, but you know what? This movie didn't offer closed captioning, so I was at, I lost at sea half the time. I'm talking to the bird, Gaffner. All right. Yeah, oh, you you routed me. Wait. I saw this movie. Yeah. Love it. Like, no expense spared. We'll go to your friends in flat and shoot the scene. And we'll just smash all these. Yeah, smash all you. Oh, this is where you leave. He's like a bland Dick Clark. Yeah, he doesn't. I guess how else is he supposed to respond? Oh, come on. (laughs) You know what? Do you think he's Luke or Owen or Andrew uh, Wilson? Um, He's the one in Church Ball. Andrew, so he's an Andrew Wilson. He's got no spark. He's got I, no... I would say he's Luke. Maybe Luke uh, just phoning it in. There it the is. That's all he wanted. The weakest one. 
Look, he's got one of them. Now, yeah. look, somehow he's got a net. Probably just because right. he read it in the script. Where did he get the net from? Maybe when he was coming out of the lake. Right. I don't remember him walking in with a net. Right. The um, I guess it was in his stack, but the uh, the fisherman would be the place to get him to have that net, net but they didn't do that in the script. I keep a net with me. Oh, look at that. Another obnoxious swipe. swipe. That was a vertical well, swipe. They're trying to be goofy. They're trying to be... Okay, here we have our ongoing joke. Oh, the one joke. Yeah. And they're like, goodness, Craig, how you do keep at it. Please sit. It's not often I can speak with the ranks, don't you say? So he goes like, tell me, do you think the army's everything we promise in the adverts? <laughs> oh, it's cracked up to me. He goes, yes, sir, for the opportunity, sir. Like, like this one right now. And then they arrest him. <laughs> Keep it up, chap. I'm rooting for you. Oh, here they come. Damn it. I, uh, oh, yeah. Did hey. you see me and my fair lady? Hasn't happened yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> I validated my parking, guys. It seems a little drastic. <laughs> Isn't he dressed like the valet? <laughs> oh, he, yeah, right. I, okay, so, so he's. Here we are down at the Greyhound track, and our staff sergeant is once again doing a requisition for him and buying a rabbit. Strange request. Yeah, he's making up like, it's General Gustavus' desire to get for his, you know, who won a million at the Belmont Stakes. It's a present it is. How many mechanical hairs are there in the world? Uh, well, okay, they've they've got them in stock like ten, twenty. I mean, it's a racetrack. If, if it's a spare parts. Right. Well, I understand they have like two of them, and next thing you know, they have four hair bunnies. No, no, no. They, they have eight. No, these. Are there's they're like six seeds. Oh, no, no. They're not trouble with the tribbles. The, these these aren't the fucking bunnies. These are the mechanical bunnies. There. Hey, look! It's it's nineteen-year-old Mike Spiegelman. Well, I wasn't I wasn't trying to steal the the Rolls Royce thing, <laughs> right. Michael. He goes, <laughs> I thought it was loose, and the guy goes, "Not on today's Rolls Royce. The older models, perhaps, but blokes used to nick them." Look, it's so BC boys. That must have been shot in reverse or something. Um, yeah, I think yes. Okay, here we have a Rolls Royce, and it's an older one, just what they need. They're going to steal it. Right. Oh, it looks right. like a rock band. The, right. The, the cavemen. It's the cavemen. That's right. They're the Beatles. But they, they are. I the don't, trogs. I'm not a fan of their outfit. You see the hat? And they're wearing oh, pants. Oh, right. A true caveman would not be wearing pants. But, okay. you know, when you're shopping in London, it's best to wear pants. Well, wearing pants is so easy a Whoa. caveman could do it. Now, was that funny that the moving... Uh, I don't know. We've seen this movie before when it comes to stuff like this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I appreciate the effort, and it is the cinema, and I want to see stuff, you know? So I'm always excited when they smash into something. But I don't think it's funny funny. I mean, it's amazing. Right. 
It's not no, dramatic it's like reaction. eye candy. It's not really funny, funny at all. It's to keep you watching and engaged. A right. guy trips. He slips. He got. He gets punched. Now he's in the car. You know. Oh, look, here's the fan. Out. I love the- you, caveman Ringo. I love you, caveman George. So everyone wants a selfie, mostly with caveman George. Okay. Really. So, Right, oh, and a, that's why yeah. they got mobbed and they got away with it. Hey, hey, we're the caveman. <laughs> we're missing a Rolls Royce. Oh, wow, the water's spilling out of it. It's real damaged. No, but they're too busy driving <laughs> to notice their car's breaking down. In a turnabout. They were just trying to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. My money's on Swan's Pottle. You're the dumb, generous. You're already betting. You're so addicted. You don't even know the odds. You, you're not familiar with the culture. Come on, Swab. Listen, I got my 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 uh, my son's bought me to money right here. Apartments and money right here. <laughs> All right. He needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, so he snuck on. He's going to steal the hair this way. Yeah, he's going to steal the real one from the track. He's going to unfucking screw <laughs> it and pull it out. And his will have the mechanical part dangling like a stick. There, there he, he is. Goes. That's one of my favorite Bugs Bunny when he falls in love with the electric hair. He just chases him around, the, you know. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> he kisses her and he, like it's electrocuted. like, wowza. <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. It's a metaphor of life, Carl. It's that Scottish bloke. He's got my rabbit down there. Oh yeah, look, they're all they're all there. Look, you see those bowler hats. Yeah, they the mean, bowler. I have a position here. I work here for a, you know what I mean. Like it's a uniform. But you know what? I'm gonna forget this joke. I did see this movie. There was a moment where Terry Thompson, uh, the police, come. And then the guys with the bowler caps come, and he goes, oh, great. Now you yeah. bowler cap guys are here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's really the um, <laughs> My Fair Lady guy who said this. Oh, it was My Fair Lady? I just – Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so be... he has followed – he learns that someone robbed it, so they had to get a new one. So he followed them to the storage room. He made a wedge in the door. Now he can slip in and steal a rabbit. Right, there he is. Somebody's coming. Why, it's the Scotsman. What are you doing there? You're not going to believe this, but someone's nicked the rabbit. Say what? Some bloke. It was hair today. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be too careful. It's going to lock him inside. Uh, but you could see that movie too. You if know, it would uh, serve their script, they would do it. Oh, right, of course, yeah. Ba-da-da-da. It's a mad, 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 <laughs> mad world. <laughs> uh, we've seen a lot of like race movies. Last week was a walking race movie. Uh, yeah, and we saw My Old Man. Yeah, my own man was a horse racing, and uh, Cannibal Run. I guess that's another like. Yeah, that counts yeah. certainly as a race. Are my, are we out of examples? Oh no, we have a bunch of more. 
I guess that's entertaining too. Here, here's your rabbit, sir. Oh, jolly good. Oh, so he's winning. Yeah, well, he's up to par with everyone else. How is it going with those ducks? I'm terribly sorry, sir. That is a bit of a problem. You see, they're not manufactured anymore. Golf with the right price, you can. <laughs> so now he's like calling up somebody he knows, like who like he would make it out of clay and then heat it in the oven at the hotel. Uh, he's making a golem. No, it's it's those ducks. <clears throat> oh, I got you. You know what a golem 